Well, here we are again, episode 15. Can you believe 15? it got to 15? No, I can't. Yeah. It's, it continues to stagger and amaze me. Right, so, and put it this way, we've now got more episodes of this than there will ever be of being Lara Bingle. And if that's not a feather in our cap, I don't know what is. Being Lara Bingle, boning Lara Bingle, I haven't really got a desire to see either of those. Um, well, I was going to say, actually, with the ratings in yeah, free fall, surely the next step for her is to release a sex tape. Yeah, well, I was surprised that she did release one before it started. Well, no, well, she did the uh, whole... Oh, I was, you know, shocked by someone taking topless pictures of me when I was pretty much just flashing them out there on her balcony, which was clearly, like, yeah. uh, her promotional campaign for the for the program. Yeah. The uh, the difference between famous and infamous is lost on so many people these days, isn't it? Uh, Q, uh, you know, and Lara Bingle is just a, a, a homeless person's Kim Kardashian. Well, I believe talentless prostitute is the phrase I usually <laughs> throw out there, which is pretty apt. Yeah, it's a sobering thought to six to think that 600,000 Australians are still no. tuning into that every week. My response, common sense, where the bloody hell are you? <laughs> anyway, talking about TV Moving shows. On. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's move let's on. Let's go from, from, let's go from the, the bottom the, of the scale right let's go to the from the Let's go from the ridiculous to the sublime, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And um, we get to do something a little bit different today. Uh, Action Jackson is probably the most dedicated Seinfeld <laughs> fan that I know. He absolutely loved the show. Hey, he, it earns it, man. Yeah. It, it, it's worth it. I mean, I really enjoy the show as well, but certainly not with the same vigour as <laughs> as, uh, as as action does. But we've had him go through the the 180 episodes of Seinfeld, which I'm sure he it was absolutely a, it was a labour of love. Yeah, yeah it really absolutely. Was. And come up with his top ten and. From from seeing the list, it's a little bit controversial, so... Um, GJ, if there's one thing I am, it's controversial. So. That's right. So, without further ado, this week's bloke pod is the top ten episodes of Seinfeld. <laughs> da, da, da. Top, <laughs> top ten, yeah, ten, ten. I told you, man, we really got to get someone to work on some sort of sound effect for that. <laughs> yeah. Get, Drum get on that. Yeah. As you can see, we've really blown the bank on our um, production budget this week. But yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It was the insurance on GJ possibly um, breaking a knuckle when he did that. <laughs> That's pretty much blowing the bank. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Anyway, let's get stuck into it. What we're what you're actually doing is you're going to go through them in chronological order rather than ranking them one to ten. So it's in in order of. To, to be honest, picking a top ten was hard. Ranking them in order from one to ten that would be well nigh impossible. I will tell you what my number one is. Yeah. When we get to it, but um, no, the easiest I think the easiest way to do it was just to go through in order, and pretty much start just culling bit by bit until I was finally left with ten. Yep. And as I said, it's quite controversial. There's a there's a couple of key omissions which we'll talk about at the end. Jeez. So you're a key omission. Yeah, well, <laughs> take that. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> talk to the hand. Right. Talk to the hand. But take it away. Look, number one, and there's a, there's a nice little backstory behind this is the phone message, and this is somewhat yeah we're, we're starting off somewhat controversially because I think the first couple of seasons were very much hit and miss. And um, in one of the um, interviews, Jason Alexander said that this was before the stage where he realised that George was Larry David. And I think when he made that realisation, that was when the show really started to, well, yeah, become the greatest show of all time. But this one, I just remember this was the first ever Seinfeld episode I watched. And just the whole scheme with, with Jerry and George and George... 
he, he's so neurotic. <laughs> I just, I just, he, he really is. George Costanza is possibly the greatest television character of all time. And just that, yeah, the neurosis of him leaving all these messages for this girl to, to take it easy. <laughs> and, um, yeah, then working out this elaborate um, scheme with Jerry to break into her flat and uh, switch the tapes around and the, the tippy-toe, tippy-toe, uh, lemon tree, lemon tree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I there was, that is probably, I mean, that's still, that whole tippy-toe, tippy-toe thing, that's, that's one of the frequently quotable, most quotable lines, I think, from the, from all nine seasons, and I remember watching that and thinking, this is so completely unlike any other television show that I've ever seen before. There's, there's something good here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, the first time I watched Seinfeld was, it used to be on very, very late on Channel 9 here in Australia, who'd only bought the rights to the first two seasons from mm. memory. Yeah. And because <laughs> Channel 10 had secured all of the, the season three onwards, they pretty much buried it in the middle of nowhere, nowhere Land. It was actually on after Cheers. And I used to really enjoy Cheers as a show. And when I heard about this show that was beating Cheers for all these awards, I'm like, well, I'm going to have to check this out. Mm. Because it was season one and season two, a lot of that stuff wasn't really yeah. that good at that stage. And I was on the verge of giving up on it. And then I saw the, the parking the, garage. The, the parking garage. Yeah. One which, that was kind of, it was on its last chance. Yeah. To that point. And with Elaine with the goldfish Elaine and Kramer the carrying the air conditioner yeah, and Jerry right. and George publicly urinating. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Um, that episode, it was on its last chance right before that episode <laughs> last started. Saloon. Yeah. And I actually watched that episode and went, similar to you, went, these guys are doing something that no one else is doing right now. Yeah. I can now understand why people like it so much, but... Is, I, I was a bit concerned that that might have been an isolated episode in the mix, but yeah. soon realised that they were just finding their way. I think the comment, we were discussing this earlier, and the comment I made to you was that in the first season in particular, it was so much just based around Jerry and his stand-up and mm. basically trying to do 22 minutes of, minutes of stand-up observation. I remember in particular the pilot was basically mm. a 22-minute stand-up routine. Mm. And I was watching that going... If this is going to be all this... Sh- I remember, yeah, when I went back and bought the DVDs and watched yeah. season one, going, I know that there's better coming. I know there's, yeah, there's good stuff to come. But if, geez, if it had stayed like this, it wouldn't have got to four seasons, I don't think. Mm. And I think the the tipping point was basically when it became more about Larry David than Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. And I think the fact that... Well, they started their trip... The, the thing that Seinfeld always did really well was the triple story arc convergence. And that was that really started in season four, yeah. I think. There are a lot of episodes at the start of season four where you, where you can just see it going, these guys have got three storylines going and then dovetailing into one another mm. at the finish. It's really, really smart writing. Yeah. And I think the fact that... Um, Larry David has gone on to do the critically acclaimed Curb Your Enthusiasm while Jerry Seinfeld has been reduced to guest spots on 30 Rock and things like B-Movie and other instantly forgettable Mm. tripe. I think it really shows who the mastermind behind the operation was. Yeah, so... Not that the uh, commercial networks would would recognise that. I mean, if they had to choose between a Jerry Seinfeld or a Larry David show right now, I can Mm. tell you they'd be jumping all over Jerry Seinfeld. But I think Larry David was very much the genius behind the scenes. And with that in mind, it will actually be interesting to see how Jerry Seinfeld's new show actually goes. Has he got a new one coming out? He has. I yes. haven't seen that. Well, yeah. it, it, 
let's hope for his sake it doesn't have to compete with Kerber enthusiasm. Mm. Because that's some... I mean, yeah, we're talking about neurosis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, well, if, if it, it's very... Its ratings figures are very poor, I know that, but it's critically acclaimed. And for me, that's... I remember uh, Joss Whedon once said about um, Buffy, I would rather create a show that 100 people need to watch rather than a show that 1,000 people like to watch. Yeah. And that I, I think very similarly about what Larry David does. Yeah, it's... Well, it's... Yeah, exactly. This the um, very highly regarded show. And yeah. It was interesting to... The, the Seinfeld series, believe it or not, of Curb Your Enthusiasm was fantastic as well. Oh, really? When they did the, the Seinfeld wrap-through, it was... Yeah. It was gold. Yeah, it really was. And, uh, and some of the... Some of the running gags that they put back into it, like George's knowledge of public restrooms, <laughs> meaning that he developed yeah. an iPhone yeah. app. Yeah, uh, just, the iToilet. Yeah, the iToilet. <laughs> great. Yeah. So, um, so speaking of gold, we move along to... Now, this one is probably my favourite episode of all time in terms of the three storylines going across it, and that is yeah. The Boyfriend. Which has I'm Keith Hernandez. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which has Elaine dating Keith Hernandez. George trying to uh, get Jerry to again. It's a George and Jerry scheme. The uh, the Vandalay Industries phone call, and um, Kramer with the second spitter. Yeah, <laughs> another sort of instantly um, recognizable Seinfeld trademark, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right. The uh, the JFK references yeah. and. Just the, the I'm Keith Hernandez moment yeah. in that. Yeah. The only the, the one weakness I have about this episode is that I don't think it should have been a two-parter. Yeah. I think it loses a bit of steam in the second half, but the, the first half, yeah, with the, the JFK reenactment and the Jerry um, yeah. <laughs> dating, quote-unquote, yes. Keith Hernandez. What, what do you think of yeah. this shirt? <laughs> Kramer just goes, ah, it's too busy. <laughs> yeah. And, and, of course, yeah, George storming out of the toilet with a, Save Adelaide! Save Adelaide! And, the, and yeah. you want to be my latex salesman. There's yeah. there's a lot of, yeah, a lot of really quality stuff. And I think, looking at that episode now, I look at that and I think that was when they first... That was, I think, the first really, really, really rock-solid episode that they did across all three storylines. Mm-hmm. In the past, it almost felt like Elaine was being shoehorned into the show to ha- provide a female presence, and I think Julia Louis-Dreyfus deserves a lot of credit for... Uh, Larry always used to say she brings the show luster, mm. and I think she was a yeah a necessary um, tangent away from the, from the three boys. Before that... You usually have one good storyline, and the other two might be yeah. sort of just yeah. There were definitely um, a B plot as opposed mm. to the A plot, but that one, all three of them, yeah, ticking all ticking all three boxes. Yeah, and Keith and Andy is surprisingly good in that as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm Keith Hernandez. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Let's so. just say I don't think it'll be. I don't think the third base coach is waving you in. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, I apologise. I will try and keep the, the quotes to a minimum, but there's there's just so much quotable material there. Yeah, uh. well that's right, and and the scary thing is is that we're, you know, we're 15 to 20 years on from when a lot of this stuff... Oh, and that's the, that's the other good thing I will say about this show, is that it's timeless. If you watch other shows, you'll think, ah, the special effects have gone... It's something like The X-Files, I've been watching mm. the first couple of seasons of that, and you just think... Geez, imagine having that sort of storyline with today's budgets. Mm. <laughs> it could have been so much, yeah, so much more than what it was. 
But this show, I mean, if you had to do it again today, yeah. they wouldn't change a thing. Maybe, well, maybe cull the first two seasons. Mm. But in terms of season three to eight, but I think that the point, I'd change. the key point to this is that the writing is the the star in all of this. Yeah. There's there's no complicated sets or it, anything like that. And it's not like Friends, where they're basically getting a laugh because it's Jennifer Aniston saying the line. Yeah. It's it's four who were very four very unknown guys. Mm. Uh, sorry, well, three very unknown guys and one unknown girl yeah. who were getting the laughs, which is always... I mean, the whole Friends-Seinfeld debate, for me, it's a no-brainer. If you mm. look at the, the quality of the writing, nothing else, just the quality of the writing, yeah, yeah. it's incomparable. Yeah. So we've jumped season two. We've one from season two, one from season three. Yep. You've got one from season four. Yeah. The, sm- the smelly car. The smelly car. Yeah. Which I, I actually saw again the other day. It is and yeah, old it's, gold. <laughs> my God, it's, it's still, it still stands up. Timeless. Yeah. yeah. It really yeah. is. Rampant BO. Yeah. It's an entity. <laughs> the beast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yes, with the, Elaine getting the uh, the tomato sauce hair yeah. <laughs> hair wash at the end, and um, but not only that, but also the uh, the George Costanza uh, fascination with um, his his partner, well, partner to be Susan, um, who's become a lesbian. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, wow, we're fascinated by lesbians because they don't want anything to do with us. <laughs> yeah, and the, as you say, that that's a, that was a really solid second storyline. Yeah, line yeah absolutely. The BO. the BO held its held its own as a storyline yeah. in, in it was reality, <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't easy <laughs> because it, it it took over so much. And the uh, you know the the end sign there with the homeless man getting yeah. in the car and <laughs> yeah, just that that yeah. as a. Um, yeah, just as, as a striking image. Of oh, it really, I mean, the thing you have to say about this program, whether you watch Seinfeld or not, it's so iconic. Yeah. There is just so much, um, I guess, pop culture permutation yeah. by lines and references and images and stuff from Seinfeld. I don't think any other show, but maybe The Simpsons is the only other one that sort of comes to mind, but I don't think any it's other probably, show yeah, has prob- really permeated um, yeah. modern culture in, to the extent that Seinfeld has. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's, that's a fair enough assessment. This, well, maybe The Simpsons, where The Simpsons was good. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know, not the abortion not the last that 10 exists years. right yeah. now. But, yeah, I, I'd say that that's fair. There's, there's elements of South Park that do that, but South Park perhaps doesn't have the critical mass. Exactly, yeah. Um, you know, this this was a show that was rating so highly, and that was a, it wasn't just a success in the, it was a global phenomenon. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you know what the funny thing is though, is that the ratings were at their best when the show was at its worst. Yeah, and and to me that's very. It, it became the reason I I don't have anything from season nine on my list, and I think season nine proved it went one season too long, and it also proved that without Larry David. Yeah. The show couldn't survive. And the fact that that was when it was getting his biggest audiences with David Putty doing high fives and, and Kramer slapstick basically becoming the, the I guess, the central mm. theme around which the show was centred. Yeah. It, for me, it was always about George Costanza and Jerry Seinfeld hatching schemes, being neurotic, and just, mm. just that whole mindset of the two of them. Kramer was very much a support act. And I think as soon as Kramer became a uh, a, a, cent- a centerpiece, yeah, that that was a that was a bad sign for the program. Yeah. Yep. So we, one from season two, one from season three, two from uh, sorry, one, one from, from season, season four. four, 
We've got three from season yep. five. And they're all solid. Season five, uh, for me, season five was actually the first season that I bought on DVD. Yeah. And season, because season five was when, week in, week out, it became the most consistently funny show I've, I've ever come across. A lot of comedies hit and miss. You have good episodes, bad episodes. The Office, 30 Rock, The Simpsons. Even, you know, I, I don't watch South Park, but I'm guessing... South Park, even South Park yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. There are just all these comedies out there where they'll have maybe two good weeks, one bad week, four good weeks, two bad weeks sort of mm. thing. From this point onwards in Seinfeld until probably uh, maybe a third of the way into season nine, week in, week out, there's something memorable, something funny, mm. and something watchable. Uh, my my favorite my favorite episodes from season five. Yep. Yeah. We're getting to that. We're getting yeah. to that. So I, I, I'm just flagging that up front. Yeah. The first one, the sniffling accountant. Yes. Now this is a very was on was actually this... on Foxtel on Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. See, it's, yeah. it's still timeless. And it, this was you still know, watchable. This, yeah, and based on a true story, as it turned out, which was that Jerry had actually dealt with something very, yeah. very similar with his... Which they elaborated on slightly, yeah. but yeah. I mean, that's another... The other thing I will say about the DVD releases, the inside looks and the special features and that, I don't... I can't think of another television show DVD where the special features are as watchable as the Seinfeld ones. Mm. The inside looks in particular, they're outstanding. They explain the backstory. They explain the fact that there actually was a soup Nazi and mm. there actually was a, a coke-addicted accountant and all these things like that. But, yeah, the Sniffling Candle... Now, this is one I looked at, and I thought every other one, uh, with possibly one exception from season six, you look at it and you think, oh, yeah, straight away, yeah, that's a classic. That's a, you know, that, that's a really solid episode. This one is a little bit more left left of centre. But the, um, yeah, I just thought the... This is a quintessential Seinfeld episode in that it's a show about nothing. Yeah. And it really is just... The, the fact that the accountant had an allergy to to the... What was the jumper made of? Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 but the, the jumper that he was wearing and Kramer... Yeah. And I thought, what do you think of this jumper? I think that I found it in the back of my closet. I think that jumper is what back of closets are for. Yeah, that's right. And comments like that, yeah. There's so much gold in this. But even, um, yeah, the, the George Costanza... Um, the, the, sorry, the Costanza family having the yeah. discussion about uh, the cup sizes of brides yeah. and, and um, yeah, George's like, you got ketchup on it! Yeah. <laughs> All these quotes like that. That in yeah. particular, I love yeah. that scene. Do you know what they're made of? Yeah. No, cashmere. <laughs> no, it's not, no, that, cashmere. That surprises me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And just the, the interview oh. when the incredibly actual subtle Krista Miller yeah. thing in there as well. She, she goes a great little cameo. Yeah. In this in this episode as well, yeah. um, that's Jordan yeah. from, yeah. from Scrubs. Yes, so one of two episodes in which yeah, she, she stars. She, she plays later on. Dream. Yeah, when uh, when George is, you can drape yourself in velvet is the one. Yeah, <laughs> episode. Yeah, I just but, love her little cameo bit after the interview. The interview yeah. was great. The and the, the feeling the fabric. I was feeling a right. fabric. Yeah. <laughs> Why would yeah. you feel a fabric? Isn't it? Hey, uh, that's a nice yeah. thing. Can I feel the fabric? <laughs> and of course, I think this is the episode. Well, this is one episode in which Frank Costanza goes the uh, <laughs> yeah. the the open palm to George's forehead as a, as a yeah. yeah a strong rebuke, and yeah. I love that. That is that is top draw. And I remember in one of the again one of the inside looks. 
Jason Alexander says to uh, Jerry Still, you know, really, really give it to me. And, and in the actual take, he, he smacks him on the forehead and uh, Jason's head bounces back against the door behind him. He, yeah. he really, yeah, smacks him on the forehead really hard. Yeah. But good stuff. Yeah. So, continuing from season five. Yeah. The marine biologist. Why did you have to say I was a marine biologist? You couldn't have told her I was an architect? <laughs> it's a George one. Mm. Yeah, and that's the beauty of it. Yeah, yeah. I probably wouldn't rate this one as highly. However, having said that, the the resolution, the monologue at the end, yeah, is one of the. Oh, I think it, it, it bears comparison yeah. with any other any other sort of single speech or set of lines from yeah. Seinfeld. Because this is this is the one where Kramer's playing golf with yes. Cuban cigars, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So and, and yeah, I think I, you get yeah you get sand yeah <laughs> everywhere. Uh, yeah, that's right. And but, I, that which starts the beach stuff. Yeah, like. no, that's exactly right. I was yeah. going to say, yeah. It, it, for me, the episode itself... Oh, it's like any Seinfeld episode. It's very solid. You know, there's yeah. nothing spectacular about it. But the resolution at the end... Yeah. That, so I walked out there. But I tell you, Jerry, at that moment, I was a marine biologist. And I just yeah. love the Kramer. I guess it was a whole in Yeah, the last episode. That, yeah. yeah. And I pulled... And I pulled out the obstruction and then the the golf ball appeared. And I remember there's one woman in the crowd who goes, <laughs> <laughs> I just remember hearing that at the moment, yeah. But that is, yeah. Uh, again, that's, I look at that and I look at the episodes that didn't make the cut and I think it's touch and go, but that speech yeah. gets it over the line. Yeah. Now we come to, this is yeah. this and the boyfriend, the opposite. Um, the opposite is just... If I had to pick any line from any Seinfeld episode in the history of the show, it would be, my name is George, I'm unemployed and I live with my parents. <laughs> there, is, there is just so much to love about George Costanza's character in this episode. Yeah, put, put it this way, this episode, I'm, I'm just going to sum yep, this up yep, for me, how go. I feel about this episode. If I had half an hour to live and I was told I could only watch <laughs> one TV episode... Yeah. This I would choose this 100 times out of 100. I love this set. Even ahead of Scott Tenderman must Tenement. die. <laughs> this one... This Showing is, my Seinfeld street cred. This That's is my... just gold beginning yeah. to end. The whole yeah. even Stephen... It really is. Yeah. Um, well, the <laughs> salmon swim against the... Yeah. Uh, no, salmon swim with the, with, yeah. with the current and tuna swim against the current. Good for the tuna. <laughs> yeah. 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 There is just so much to love about this episode. And I, I, I guess your Messiah would be the Antichrist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the whole the whole I had one friend. switching of <laughs> yeah. the whole switching of roles yes, with George and Lyon. I'm George! I'm George! Yeah. <laughs> and the the horror with which Julia Louis Dreyfus's character yeah. <laughs> re- reacts to that news. Yeah. Oh brilliant. Just yeah. yeah. And just I mean there's so many simple little things about this one that I love as well. Yes. It's like the twenty bucks being thrown out the window. <laughs> Give me twenty. Bucks. You couldn't have thrown out a pencil. <laughs> yeah. And then George was in. I just found twenty bucks on the street. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. all of it. It's, it's yeah. so well crafted. This, this is this strong. is a sitcom wherein every every single line and every single mini moment in yeah. the episode yeah. works. One hundred percent works. And the best part about it is we get to introduce to George Steinbrenner for the first time. <laughs> and the That's scene right. with him yeah. is just brilliant. Well, I have to say, <laughs> all for the glorification of your massive ego. 
Hire this, this man. man. <laughs> it's it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It is yeah. everything that a sitcom should be and more. And yes, any, anybody who's never watched an episode of Seinfeld, oh yeah, if you've you got to see that, this, maybe episode. watch something to introduce yourself to George first. Yeah, but it, I mean, and that's the other thing. If we're going to talk about a quintessential Seinfeld episode, this is the yeah. quintessential George yeah. right here. This is George at his best and his, his greatest. Mm. He's he's stumbled across some half-cocked theory yeah. and he's making it work for him, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, the other one, of course, who I forget was with the waiters. Like, was that the opposite George or the same George speaking? <laughs> so, stick, stick with, with the, the opposite. <laughs> Love that. Uh, Love yes. that. Yeah. Good stuff. Oh boy, we might have to cut this short to watch the opposite. No, Adrian, <laughs> we better keep going. All right, so six down, four to go, and Williams decided to come up and get involved. So yeah, so I don't he, know whether uh, we'll have any input from him today, but he'd be very interested in the race, actually. The race. Yeah. Now this is another one where I'm a big sort of. I guess something that's we were talking before about something iconic and permeates pop culture. Superman yeah. is another very, very good one, and it's been kept alive, obviously, with the the Smallville uh, series as well. But the Superman references throughout this, and the fact that Jerry is a self-proclaimed big Superman fan, mm. the Jimmy's in trouble, Lois, and all the Lois references. There are two things, though, in particular that stand out about this episode. One is the, so Duncan is back, that whole speech, and the finishing with a, damn, it's some tart cider. (laughs) Yeah, that whole reenactment of the race. Uh, So so when did you race Duncan again? I never did. (laughs) My coach rang my parents, begging me to reconsider. But I told him what I told everyone else. And George with the... I choose not to run! <laughs> and then, of course, and we were talking about this before as well, I think the best choreographed scene in Seinfeld history, yeah. the race itself yeah. at the end. Duncan Duncan Myers, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Duncan Myers at the end with Kramer's car backfiring and the... Jerry running off and then the the slow motion he got a head start (laughs) Uh, it is it is spectacular the finish and I think to be honest a lot of the credit must go to the composer of the Superman theme because I think that music at the end Mm. makes it work but this is a very strong episode and the other thing I'll give a shout out to which I really love and this is another sort of just random ad hoc Seinfeld plotline is the Elaine date, uh, dating a communist. Yes. <laughs> that is really... Uh, the George, right. maybe yeah. he's just very well read. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, that whole storyline with that. And then and George deciding the, because yeah. they've got appearance it, irrelevant. Yeah, George thinking this is this is, <laughs> this is the sort of thought, <laughs> the thought yeah. level that I can get behind. <laughs> and this is where he started the link through with, uh, with Steinbrenner going yes. down for Cuban prospects yeah, exactly. as well, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. There's a South Pole in Cuba that no one can get a look at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's again. It's a a very very strong B storyline that just yeah. backs up the uh, yeah the the thrill of the race. And now we come to Larry David's final season, season seven of Seinfeld, which, yeah. in my opinion, we were talking about. If you had half an hour left yeah. to live, if I had. To choose one season of any TV show ever. Season 7 of Stargate was very good. Season 6 of Dexter was very good until the final episode, which was just a disappointment from start to finish. But season 7 of Seinfeld, I think that wins it. 
with the the George and Susan um, marriage story arc across the whole season. Yeah. It's interesting they didn't do many arcs across seasons. They did season four with the the pilot, yeah, and season seven with the wedding. But that season seven from start to finish, I think it's the best season of Seinfeld. I think yeah. season four possibly more critically acclaimed so than that. But and you've you've picked two from season seven. Oh, have I? Yep. Yes. Yep. So. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. So, but you, you're but, probably saying that there's a few that would have only just missed out. Oh, yes, and absolutely. And the Soup Nazi is, is one from yeah. the first disc of season seven. And, uh, I mean, the engagement was in this one as yes. well, wasn't and it? Even, Which is a pretty uh, good episode. The, the start, the, and the postponement. Yeah. At, at yeah. the start, yeah, where George cries to, to get her to delay the marriage. But there's all the, the storyline with George basically in episode one becoming engaged and then spending the rest of the season trying to worm his way out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it gave... I think it gave the whole thing some coherence. I just love the, uh, the... The scene that's sticking in my head from season seven is when George asks Susan for a prenup. And she, <laughs> the way she responds... Yeah, the laughter. <laughs> the laughter. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, I'll say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the first one I've gone is the hot tub. And yeah. this is another... I mean, you'll look at this one. And you'll be surprised about this one. You'll think there's... there's be- I just mentioned one, the this Soup is, Nazi. Yeah. Well, I, this, I, I can understand the hot tub being yeah. the solution. Yeah. I, I really like this one too. Yeah. The, the, uh, the, the Jamaican guy. This yeah, son of a bitch is ice cold. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, again, Elaine having the bastard... <laughs> yeah. The bastard child. And, um, yeah, Kramer obviously with the hot tub. And uh, I, I can't get my core temperature back up. But um, it's, yeah, Jean-Paul, Jean-Paul. Yeah. Why separate knob? Why separate knob? Yeah. You might need to yeah. give the context of yeah. how this is how that's well, all relevant for somebody who hasn't seen the episode. This is um, Elaine is taking care of a Jamaican uh, marathon runner, Jean Paul yep. Jean Paul, who slept through the gold medal race yeah. <laughs> at the previous Olympics, which well maybe the Seoul Olympics. It, it would have been Seoul, Seoul probably. Seoul. Yeah. Seoul. God, yeah. sorry. That's a Brad Sewell reference. He plays tomorrow, so I'm already already subconsciously psyching myself up. But um, yeah, um, the I guess the whole storyline is about the fact that he slept through the Olympics yeah. and Elaine making sure that she's going to wake him up in time. But throughout the course of the episode, she missets the timer and flight to Cleveland, <laughs> all these things in the past, and, and Jerry is, 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 he's nervous for Jean-Paul Jean-Paul, and he wants to take over this whole operation, yeah. uh, and it culminates in him, yeah, booking him a room in a hotel, yeah. <laughs> managing to ostracise the, the wake-up call uh, operator, yeah. and then deciding to return to his home base, where Kramer says, I've got an internal clock. Yeah. But, of course, in the middle of the night, the power goes out, and somehow this manages to take out Kramer's internal clock as well. Yeah. So he wakes up late for the race. Uh, yeah, and then, I've, I've, and I've then, just given the, the summary. And, what, and once again, the, yeah. the final scenes of this yes. one, the stack shot where yeah. he goes to grab the water. And yeah, and it's Kramer, of course, who's, who's been sitting in a hot tub and his, uh, yeah, his core temperature is lowered. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he ends up throwing hot coffee in his face. But yes, solid as a rock. So we've got two left. Yes. So, how, how are you hanging in there, audience? You holding yeah. up all right? Well, I'm sure. I'm sure they're hanging, hang up there. They get, yeah. They're making a short list, hopefully, of yeah. things we must yeah. do. Ten yeah. Seinfeld episodes. Yeah, and must going watch. episodes that Dan missed in his synopsis. There's probably that too. They're yeah. like, okay. So, yeah. I'm guessing we've, we've gone through seasons three and and yeah. seven, and we've missed all these ones. Yeah, that's yeah. probably right. Yeah. 
But we'll talk about. I know you're doing that. I can just I can yeah. just see that look in your eye. That's yeah, I've you got. Know what? I'm going to call you out. And just I've, see I've seen the list already, and I've got <laughs> yeah. four that I can't believe that you missed. But uh, as well, you, you go, as you you go said, through and watch the one, and then come talk to me. As, it, as you said up front, it's yeah. tough. It's tough. Yeah, to it is very it tough. Yeah, and I think that you could talk to ten different people who've watched every episode, and they come up with ten different lists. Yes, absolutely. Yep. So moving on, the shower head. I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> that's that's oh, the yeah. most... That is, again, one of the most quotable lines of stuff. Probably because it has so many applications. <laughs> but the, the Jerry and Kramer with the, the hair... And Newman. I'm not Newman! <laughs> with, the, with the hair over the head. That's gold. And again, then, we also have... Elaine becoming uh, testing positive to opium and not being able to go on a trip to Africa with um, Jay Peenman. And this is actually this is one of the most yeah innocuous characters of all time. But Jay Peenman, oh. gold. gold. Oh my God, I laughed my ass off when I when I went travelling. Um, I can't remember his, his his name in real life now, but I turned on the TV in Toronto and he's hosting Family Feud now. Oh my! God. And I like I was right there thinking. Is there anything this guy can't do? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he's a, great, he's a yeah. great character. And his too. voice in particular. Yeah. He, yeah he's yeah. the deep baritone that this program probably needs. And I think that this is the, the, the Steinbrenner character is George's boss and Jay yeah. Peterman as, as Elaine's boss. They, they they really did add a lot to some of these, yes. these episodes they that did. don't make the cut. And they were exactly the sort of bit characters for which Seinfeld became known. Yeah. Even someone like David Putty... Yeah. And those sorts of guys. And interestingly, as you say, I think it was sort of the, the the starting point for a lot of future things. I mean, even the guy who played... Um, the one who eats the Mars bar with the knife and fork. Oh! Mr. Pitt. Yeah, Mr. Pitt. Pitt. There it is. Yeah. yeah. I knew I'd come up with it sooner or later. But even him, I mean, he says to this day he still acts on, on Broadway and those sorts of things, but he is known for eating a Mars bar with a knife and fork. Yeah. And characters like um, Jerry Stiller and um, yeah. Yeah, George's mum as well. All these, all these bit characters, yeah, they... Got, got dragged along in the slipstream of the phenomenon that was Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But yes, the shower had, yeah. Well, we, we've discussed it a bit, really. But yeah, the we want power, man. And then, uh, of course, the I guess a, a sorry sign of things to come was the uh, the Kramer slapstick at the end with the with the elephant shower head yeah. at the end of the episode. And the fact that the water wasn't actually hitting him when they filmed that bit, it's so obvious. Yeah. You can see it in the in the shower at the end. Well, I mean, I'm surprised you picked this one. I didn't, I didn't think that this was that strong an episode. So I think, yeah, the um, I guess the reason you might have a problem with this being on your list is because it's not a very strong Costanza episode. Yeah, that's right. But yeah. st- talking about, actually, there are very good blooper on this with watching Jerry still are trying to say Del Boca Vista. Del, Del Visto Becco and, and stuff like that. He comes up with some almost, yeah, dementia, a, a dyslexic, I should say, yeah, statements for uh, Del Boca Vista. But Uncle Leo <laughs> plays a starring role in this one. Jerry, hello. <laughs> He's another one of those characters yeah. that flashed in and out at critical moments yeah. that really added to the story. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, this is uh, where uh, he's accusing everyone of being anti-Semitic, including the um, the chef who <laughs> undercooked his hamburger patty. <laughs> Jerry is basically trying to get rid of his parents and ends up, I think, yeah, sending them to live with Uncle Leo. But then Uncle Leo, 
moves in with his girlfriend. So, oh, sorry, moves out, breaks up with his girlfriend because he thinks she's being anti-Semitic. And so his parents have to move back in with Jerry. So Jerry has to get Uncle Leo back with his girlfriend, which features like, convincing her, like, yeah, you know, if you can find a woman who can tolerate the sight of you, you should hang on to her like grim death, which is not far away. <laughs> and, yeah, ending up getting them to move back in. But it is, yeah, I, I really like the uh, the whole Jay Peterman, Kramer selling Elaine drugs when he's actually talking about showerheads. <laughs> Power and um, yeah, the the, uh, the the Jerry Uncle Leo plot, which brings us to number ten. Now this is another one, but there is one iconic moment in this episode which I love, and that is the chicken roaster. And for me, this is all about yeah. Well, I guess how's life on the red planet? It eventually culminates in Jerry and Kramer switching apartments, and then Jerry coming in and playing crap. I'm on no sleep, no sleep. You don't know what it's like over there. Everything's creaking and croaking, and that red eye is burning my eyes. You look a little stressed. Oh, I'm stressed. Yeah. <laughs> Playing play Kramer. That is gold. That is solid gold right there. Yeah. I love that bit. And uh, even at the end with... Oh, and he also has the... Uh, the fr- I only knew you through Smoochie. <laughs> so, how's Smoochie? He's dead. No kidding. <laughs> the uh, the bit at the end with, with uh, Ke- uh, Kramer... Of trying to bring back the Kenny roasted chicken and the yes. Kenny, Kenny, <laughs> Kenny, and of course also yeah in another neurotic twist George uh, accusing someone of of stealing his his hat and uh, then stealing her clock in order to get back at her and <laughs> all this all these sorts of Costanza esque hijinks. It's good stuff. So these are your top ten. That's my top ten. Yes. How about it, Hoss? Well, <laughs> I think we've highlighted one already that I'm very surprised that you've you've missed the soup Nazi. I think for me that one not it, soup for you, Doug. Yeah, see, see what you just said right there. That became one of the most overused lines in Seinfeld history. It's not that funny. Yeah, out I'm of sorry. Luck. Out of luck. Yes, see, now funny. that's very good. I I actually found that Zach Braff callback to it better than the original episode yeah. itself. So, yeah. uh, yes, which is in season three of Scrubs. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Tara Reid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, out of luck in the suit department. Yeah, when Tara Reid was actually bearably lookable. Yeah. Yeah, before that uh, boo job, which seemed to reduce them to two sort of, yeah, ping pong balls on her chest. Misshapen ping pong balls. So the Soup Nazis, <laughs> Soup Nazis is an interesting one that uh, I was surprised that you missed. So oh, but I t- don't... This, that one I'm okay with. Oh, the other three that you're looking at, um, yeah, I'm I like the more P- shocked. P- PDA, I love the, the PDA stuff as part of that as well. Because there's nothing that pisses me off more than public display. Shmoopy. That storyline underneath the, the, suit, the suit Nazi yeah. thing. Like, the, and I the like armoire. That, yeah, and the armoire. Yeah, yeah. armoire, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, uh, that is very good. Yeah, we're taking your armoire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and I, I love the the finish of that too. Like that Elaine going in there with that. That is really good. Next. Yeah, you're done, soup Nazi. No more soup for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. Re- that is really so. And that's yeah. if you were to pick. Yeah, like the best, I guess, Julia Louis-Dreyfus moment yeah. from the whole series. Yeah. That would be right, right up there. Yeah, I love that episode. That's That would be my number two episode. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I love it. I do. Jeez. I love that episode. So, over the boyfriend or the opposite? 
No, after, it's after the opposite. After the opposite. Opposite's number one. Yeah. So you're ranking yeah. that ahead of the Yeah, platform. number two. Um, wow. The other ones are like the parking space. Now, this is one I do feel very bad. In fact, I don't think we've... Uh, the other one we're looking at is the Susie and the yeah. parking space, but both for the character of Mike. That, yeah. that Michael Jordan is so phony. Yeah. Why did you tell him? He, he, he begged me. He begged you. <laughs> the way that guy yells and just yeah. explodes it. Sorry, Williams just yeah. sort of sh- sat up in alarmment. In alarm, I should say. God, alarmment? God. Yeah. Come on. Come on, Dan. Pull it together. Big yeah. finish now. That whole character and just the Jerry breaking his thumbs on the boot of his car and um, yeah. then Susie wasn't killed <laughs> didn't kill herself she was murdered by Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> yeah yeah there are some very very memorable lines and also memorable bloopers can I say from both of those episodes yeah. the bloopers from the Susie in particular where where Elaine is just yeah Julia Louis-Dreyfus she has these giggling fits, and I know the one from, um... Oh, the, the one where George is trying to be the rebel, and I know the one where uh, Jerry Stiller and her have that confrontation at the end. That's probably the most oft-repeated blooper in Seinfeld history. Yeah. <laughs> You're saying, you want a piece of me? <laughs> I can drop you like a bag of dirt. That, that whole blooper thing there... That is probably the, the most repeated one, but in terms of my bloopers, the, the ones from the Susie where Julia is just reduced to tears and ends up having to get the makeup girl to run back on and but redo her mascara. I think, yeah, just, just going back to the parking space, the thing I love about this is the thing, this episode is one of those ones that I think made Seinfeld so great. It's such a simple, yes. and common thing to happen. You can't back into a space. Yeah, <laughs> you got to drive in forwards. Yeah, that debate is yeah. just one of life's great unsolved mysteries yeah. that will split split the nation fifty fifty. Yeah, and yeah, they addressed it in an episode. Yeah, yeah. and the the, the all the passers by coming in and the, yeah, giving yeah. their two cents worth on that you can't you can't just drive forward and then back in. Well, what are you talking about? Not everywhere you can yeah. drive forward into a space. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the arguments about it. Yeah. And, uh, of course, it leaves it unresolved at yeah. the end as to what it's the right way is. It's his yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, I, I... That was... Uh, that is one, yeah. Those two. That was... That I admit, episode I look was, on my list and I think, yeah. could I squeeze those two in That somehow? episode was the one that I said... I, that... I said I was hanging in there for a while. After seeing that the... That was park, like a hook to you? After seeing the parking space, as well, I've got to watch every episode yeah. now. Because that was just... It was absolute gold. Um, the contest? This is... A, not that there's anything wrong with that. For me, I think is very much oversaturated. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. The contest. The contest. <laughs> the contest, of yeah. course. I apologise. Um, uh, I'm out. That's it. I'm out of the contest. I think this, this was one of those ones from season four yeah. where I think they almost became overdone. And I think, I mean, the one thing you know about me is that I hate sort of mainstream, sort of everyone loves them sort of things. I mean, it's 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 why I always prefer, you know, the sort of left of centre cricketers and sportsmen. I prefer Brad Sewell to Luke Hodge, you know, all those sorts of things. I don't like going with the, the sort of mainstream thinking. And this was one of those ones where just everyone talks about and raves about this episode. I'm like, if you stop and look at it objectively... There's really not that much different about this one compared to any other episode from seasons 
three through eight. Mm. Well, yeah, it's interesting because this one often gets voted as the, like the best sign for yeah. episode of all time, yeah. and you know, I, the only thing that is the I'm out is memorable to me, and the line with Jerry's going off, you know, I'm in this contest, I'm something's got to give, something's yeah. got to give. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're the only like when when I hear that and I think about that episode, they're the only things that really stick in my mind. Yeah. So uh, I can understand. The girl next what, door has nothing on, nothing on, <laughs> to the wheels of the bus go yeah. round and round. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't necessarily consider it that memorable, but because the, the, the reason it's overrated though is because they. Uh, this is what it was much rated yeah. about. They did an episode on masturbation without ever using the word masturbate. Yeah, yeah. that's why it's so yeah. much loved. Yep. and critically acclaimed. And yeah, the last one, uh, the outing. Yeah, sorry. Not that there's anything wrong with that. See, isn't that ironic that I did a blooper with that line? <laughs> because that was how all the bloopers on the um, on the the, the extra the special features on the DVDs came yeah. to be known. Not that there's anything wrong with that bloopers yeah. for the season. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this before, and I I said to you what I don't like about this episode is how it won Glad awards and all this sort of acclaim amongst the um. The homosexual community. Yeah. Whereas, in fact, if you sit there and watch it closely, there is a there is a lot of homophobia in this episode. There really is, and I think far from, I guess, equalising it, the fact that they're saying not that there's anything wrong with that is implying that there is something wrong with that. Yeah. I I like the episode in isolation of all the the fanfare and all yeah. that that yeah. it got. If yeah. you put that to the side. If and you take out the gay it, community. Yeah. If you if yeah. you dress it strictly for what it is, it's yeah. very clever. Yeah. The scenes where he's being interviewed and yes. George comes in and the byplay between Jerry and George to make did, it sound what, like What do you think of this sweater? <laughs> yeah. Did, did you wash this fruit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All this stuff that is very good. It's very clever. And yeah. uh, again, I think yeah, it's I think uh, as I was saying, the overrated element of it. That's what yeah. I think I don't like about it. The extent yeah. to which people sort of fap over this episode in the US in particular. Sort of puts me offside a little bit. So there we go. There you go. That's the 10 with four special... I mean, the other ones I will just throw out there very quickly special mention to. The Millennium, yeah. which has Newman possibly making the, 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 the most hilarious bodily function noise of all time. We really should track down a YouTube clip of that, clip of that and just play that because the Teat is the best way I can... <laughs> at the end of that episode where Jerry slams the door in his face. That's great. The nap is another yeah. one that I really love. Jerry getting the guy to, <laughs> to do his kitchen and having to be specific about every single element. And then George... <laughs> culminating in George, who's trying to find a way to sleep at the office. <laughs> yeah. Getting him to build him a shelf under his desk. Um, and, I and, think, and the muffin top. Yes, well, which the muffin tops. Idea. Yeah. Top of the morning <laughs> to you! <Yeah. laughs> the callback to the whole exclamation point yeah. thing in that. Yes, and the, I um, really like that. I, and Jerry becoming a werewolf because he's shaped. I notice an asymmetry. So next thing I know, it's gone. You're not supposed to mess around down there. Don't you know it'll come back bigger and thicker? <laughs> and I love the, um, the the callback to the wolf uh, in Pulp Fiction with yes. Newman yeah. and as well. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. He makes problems go away. Yeah. Yes. That is gold. Yeah. So those are the other ones I yeah, sort of look at. As I say, the best thing about Seinfeld is its consistency from season three through eight. You can yep. sit there. For 22 minutes, watch any one of those episodes, and you'll get a guaranteed, you know, five or six decent laughs throughout. Yeah. 
Or alternatively, you can sit here and listen to us for, for about 45 <laughs> minutes, recap. The length of the boyfriend. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So, you, yeah, during the time you listened to this, you realised... You could have been listen- watching the boyfriend. What, what is your- wrong with you? Yeah. Come on, evaluate your lives. <laughs> or watch the opposite and Scott Tinnerman must die. Either way. <laughs> Just as long as you're not watching Lara Bingle. Yeah. That, that's all we can say. And yeah. with that, we've done a very Seinfeldian thing. We've come full circle. Yeah, and I think that the important thing, the whole point of doing this is there's much better things to watch than being Ira Bingle. Yes. Let's face it. For God's and, sake, and Australia. We've just given you probably 16 or 17 classic Seinfeld episodes. Yeah, so more than enough. I would say, yeah, every time Boating Ira Bingle comes on... <laughs> Chuck Seinfeld on it. Yeah. Do yourself a favour. Do yourself a favour. Spend, <laughs> spend a hundred bucks on getting the Seinfeld box And that's set. the thing. Uh, can I just point out, yeah, if you're going to buy them, buy all nine of them at once. Yeah. Because the amount of money you will save, it is ridiculous. Buying that box set, yeah. they're flogging them off for like 120, 140 bucks every now and then at JB. Yeah. You compare that to how much you'll pay for paying, even on special, like 20 bucks for each one. Mm. Yeah. Go with the box set. Yeah. Go with the box. And that's probably the most appropriate place to end the bloke pod. So, wrapping up the show about nothing. Yep, there it is. We're, uh, we'll sign off now. Take care, spiky hair. See you later.